This is The Analysis, a weekly examination of the culture in light of truth. I'm Deanna Huff. And I'm Mark DeMoss. Join us as we investigate and analyze the environment of the world where we live. We will be shedding the light of God's Word on the issues. And responding as Christians to influence followers of Jesus Christ to share the gospel with those around them. Today, Mark, we're going to be talking about a story that actually came out around the time of November because we're talking about the public square and speaking in the public square and having the freedom to speak in the public square. And there was a university in Colorado. The university was refusing Ratio Christie to have the status to be on campus. And why was that? They wanted this Christian group to allow anyone on campus to run for leadership, well, that would be inconsistent with Christianity in and of itself. Mm -hmm. So you don't just put anybody in leadership of Christian organizations, you put Christians in leadership of Christian organizations. And the university didn't like that they had that exclusivity within their group. And so, of course, it's in the news. And one of the things that is alarming about this is that it becomes a hindrance for Christian groups to be able to share openly in the public square and to hold their beliefs. In fact, they're being restricted from having the belief system that they do hold. And should we be able to do that in the public square? And I think another thing it lends toward to is if these things are happening and we are being silenced to be the Christians that we're called to be. How do we handle that? And how do we advocate for Christianity and be in the public square and have respectful conversations and all of those things? We're gonna talk about that today. Yeah, it's it's an illustration and, and we've seen it in other groups and other campuses, uh, but this is a, a very recent illustration uh, of this idea that uh, here here's a group uh, they've chartered with the school, and uh, they ha- they have a particular purpose, and so their leaders need to understand the purpose of the organization and hold the values and beliefs of the organization to lead. And that makes sense in anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if you've got a if you've got a business, you're you're going to hire people and give people the the most responsible leadership positions of those that that uh, prove to understand the purpose of your organization. Yeah, you know, I mean, no board of directors is going to say, "Well, you don't, you don't believe what our organization is doing is a good thing, but we want you to lead us." No, no board is going to do that. And so, uh, it, it's another illustration of the fact that uh, much of the of the secular thinking in the world is trying to force kind of a a religious neutral zone in the public square. Our university is going to be religiously neutral. Uh, the the uh, the political discussions need to be religiously n- neutral. Uh, the workplace needs to be religiously neutral, and that's just that's a fallacy. Nothing can be religiously neutral. Everybody's bringing their religion to the table, even if it's a a agnostic or atheistic approach to thinking about religious things. That that is bringing your philosophy or your worldview to the table. Yeah, and I think that the university itself is doing that, right? Right. By excluding them from being able to be on campus and say, unless you allow whoever we say that you can have an office, then you cannot participate on our campus, right? right. 
and they're doing the same thing that they're asking them not to do, exactly. which I think is very interesting in and of itself. How are ways that we can respond to these situations? We see that a lawsuit is coming out of this, mm-hmm. and uh, you know when when do we uh, sit down and say, "Oh well, you know what." we should uh, just respectfully walk away? Or when is it time to be able to say, you know what, we do need to take a stand in this. And I think that there's a tension there here Mm -hmm. in America in the church because we don't want to sound like we're uh, disagreeable people. But we want to be able to stand for the beliefs that Christianity stands for and what is the universal truth of the world. Yeah. Well, it, it's an interesting tension for Christians in general because as a Christian, uh, I want to stand for religious liberty. Uh, I, w- I want, if you have a different religious opinion, I want for you to be able to bring that forward and state it and, and argue for it and express it as long as it's not uh, harmful to you and harmful to others. You ought to be able to express that. I want that for you. In fighting for that as a Christian, often what I'm also helping to occur is that religious tolerance or liberty is going to exist, but the majority now is going to try to push Christianity out mm-hmm. because it's Jesus that's offensive. Mm-hmm. It's really not religion that's offensive. Right. Um, I, you don't see the same kinds of arguments and debates and, and, and groups getting pushed off of college campuses if they're uh, Hindu or Islamic. or right. You, we just don't hear any cases of that. But if it's Christian, it's always pushed out. And they use the idea of religion, but it's really about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so as Christians, we're in this tension of, I want religious liberty. I realize as I fight for that, I may be fighting for me to get pushed off the playground. Yeah. And so, you know, what do I do with that? And how do I come forward and express my beliefs, but do it in a respectful way? Mm-hmm. And we need to. We, we cannot walk away from the conversation. This group needs to fight for this opportunity to be on campus, but they need to do it in a particular way. What's interesting is this idea of exclusivity because the reason that Christianity is exclusive is because Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. He's the one proclaiming that there's only one God and there's only one way, and he does that so that we will know the truth and the truth will set us free to be able to live in eternity with him and so he's showing us this for our good saying you can't take everything with you there are ways that i have laid out for you that's going to be in your best interest yeah and he's unfolded those you know obviously through the bible and the 66 books so being equipped for the responses that we need to have in the public square What's that going to look like in the church? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, what you're pointing to is the world, secular thinking, um, they want flourishing. They want a good life. They're, They're seeking many of the same things we are. We just understand that this life in this world doesn't provide the ultimate of that. We're getting tastes and glimpses of what is ultimately good. And so they're pursuing what's going to bring them joy and pleasure and happiness. And we're wanting them to see that there's something bigger than the joy and pleasure and happiness that you're after. 
And the only way to be equipped for that is in the church, right? So um, we, we read our Bibles and, and we spend time in prayer. And, and those are kind of the two constants of the Christian faith and life. If, if you don't spend time in your word and you don't spend time in prayer, then you're going to be disconnected from God through his work in your life and the Holy Spirit. Um, but we do that in a body collect in the church. Uh, Christianity wasn't meant to be you and your Bible and your prayer life with Jesus, but he gathered us together in the local body. And so it's the church that does these things. And uh, I, I think about Hebrews ten twenty five that talks about not forsaking our assembly together. And we usually use that verse to just talk about, you need to go to church. <laughs> but the context of that is you do this to encourage one another toward love and good deeds. And, and the love uh, that we're supposed to have, what, what kind of love is, is he talking about? Well, we know that from the rest of Scripture. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbors yourself. That's, that's where we're to love. And, and good deeds are what we carry into the world so that the world sees our good works, Matthew five sixteen, and glorifies our Father who is in heaven. And so the church is where we do that. The church equips us and prepares us to be in the world and to be the light. Yeah, one of the great things about being in the church is not only are you getting to have Bible study, you're getting to be challenged in the mind, you're getting to be cha- challenged to think, and you should be. If you're not in a church that's doing that, you need to get in a church that's doing that. Yeah. Having the reference point as God's Word and solidifying and filtering things through His Word, yeah. that's how we know these truths. Uh, but one of the things that's helpful in the church is being able to have the conversations that when you get into a situation and you have a question about, say, for example, you're either on campus, maybe you're a student on campus, or maybe you're a student in high school, or you're a co-worker, and uh, some kind of situation has come up to where you're sharing the gospel, and uh, you get met with... I don't necessarily believe the way you do. Now, how can you further those conversations? Well, in the church, you can walk with somebody and say, hey, I've been having this conversation. How maybe would you handle this? And it might be insightful and helpful to be able to advance the gospel through those conversations. And we want to be able to be robust in our thinking and in our conversation because we want people to ask us questions and that means we have to equip our mind we have to uh, grow in our learning sometimes that's going to mean that we discipline ourselves to further learning about what we believe and why we believe so that we can be in the public square because if we step back and become silenced then we're just going to have this sea of ideas with an absence of truth yeah and and when I think about that, I always think about Paul at Mars Hill, and, and we've referenced that multiple times. But that that's what was taking place. There was all these ideas, but if, if Paul doesn't come along and, and share the gospel, they're just going to gather forever in that location and share philosophies and ideologies and their own thinking and... And sometimes we we kind of view that well that's all we're that's all we're doing as Christians too we're just bringing this is what we think and we need to remember we're bringing the truth and it's not our truth it's the truth it's not what I think it's what God's word has said 
and, and I'm that light. I'm that ambassador. I, he's put me in this place to bring that. And so if, if truth's going to exist in your spheres, you're going to bring it. Yeah, and it's going to be a benefit to the community. I mean, right. that's ultimately, we look at it and we say we know God, we love our neighbor, and and we can flourish and be a benefit to the community that's going to be best for everyone. This reminds me of Justin Martyr in so many ways mm-hmm. because, you know, he went through all these different philosophies, and then he comes to know the truth through supposed a man sharing with him the law, the prophets, and the writings, mean the Old Testament, and then mm-hmm. ultimately Jesus. He spends the rest of his life you know, writing apologies, what we call apologies, which is a defense for the faith, to the government of Rome, pleading and appealing, saying, hey, you're allowing all this persecution to the church. You're allowing all this persecution to the Christians. But in reality, they're doing a lot of great things in the community. So you want Christians to flourish because they're going to show kindness and respect and love and joy and peace. You know, they're going to pick up the piece of paper in the hallway because they understand that all property is God's property and we want to care for property. Mm -hmm. They're going to not steal from their neighbor. They're going to not commit adultery. And I'm not saying that all Christians are perfect. What I'm saying is... Christians that love God with their whole heart and their whole soul and their whole mind and love their neighbors as their self, they want what's in the best interest of all mankind, finding its value, its reference point of truth in God's word, and that being good for all men. Yeah. Um, I, I heard a story just really recently uh, about a church that, that uh, got to take over the Little League program of their community for baseball because it was it was in shambles and the city wasn't able to 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 deal with it and basically begged the church to take it over and you go uh, this is a this is a way that the modern day church is still having a positive influence in this community and bringing flourishing kids want to play baseball and you know as christians sometimes we well you're going to if you join the baseball league then you're going to miss church on sunday and da 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 and, and we pull away well, well what if we're in charge of it you know what if what if we're in it so strongly that we're influencing it, and and now not only is there a, a good and solid little league program, but they have devotions when they meet together and at their games, and they have prayers before the time. And wow, what an influence that the church can have an impact in its community. But you've got to be willing to engage. You've got to be willing to engage, and that's the most important thing that we're talking about here today is that you feel confident to be able to engage through God's Word, that you find courage through the Holy Spirit, that you get in a good church teaching and equipping you to challenge the mind that when you have conversations in the community, you can share Christ, ultimately serving and loving the community. That's what we do in the public square. That's why it's important for us to be in the public square. And hopefully you'll continue to be in a church this Sunday. And thank you for listening.